When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Yeah, man, to have these conversations uh, after a win is so much more enjoyable than after a loss. Uh, uh, very much the inverse of, of 21. I, I would walk off the field after we had lost and said, I, we're playing so well. We're playing so well. And somehow, some way we lost, but we're playing at a very high level. This year I'm saying, gosh, we can play better, but we won. And it's just kind of an inverse, and uh, I'll take you know this any day. That's exactly right, Kirk Cousins. That's exactly right. You will take that any day because the Vikings enter their bye week at 5-1, and one, up a couple games. I think it's really three on their arch-rival Green Bay Packers. And Declan, before we do anything, I yeah. think we I think we got to wave it, don't we? Wave the flag. At 5-1. and one. Go for it. I don't have all, all right. the joy, but wave, wave the flag right now. Okay, Go for you, it. Don't, yep. you don't, I don't have think it, I have all the joy. That's okay. All the joy right there. Huh? There it is. Oh, wait, here it is. Right. Hold on, hold on. I found it. I found oh, it. Oh, even better. Not official. There it is. Getting caught up getting caught up all right vikings win not pretty we we will get to a hey come back on the screen we will get to a pie chart uh certainly can get to some nitpicks from the vikings win against the dolphins yesterday in steamy miami welcome in to Ventline. let's set the table here first of all uh, our, our thoughts and prayers are with our guy Mackie, whose father passed away over the weekend uh he'd been sick for quite a while those who watch us know that phil had been going back and forth from his home in seattle to arizona to see his dad quite a bit uh he has passed we don't know when phil is going to be back i'm sure it will be this week at some point but again our prayers are with our colleague and friend um uh, it's a sad thing we've both been through it and so it's tough but uh Life goes on, and Phil will return at some point, and I'm sure he will have plenty of Vikings thoughts as well. I uh, want to thank our sponsors, TCL. As always, if you're not watching the game or your favorite show on a TCL TV, what are you doing? And also, our friends at Surly Brewing, who put on a fantastic oh, um, watch party, vet line party. Um, they, they did a great job. There was a lot of uh, Before I Die consumed. Oh, I yes. There were some, I believe there were some Furiouses consumed. Oh, I boy. believe we, we had a uh, a guy come up and say, hey, guys, Logic Bomb, thumbs right. up. Yeah. So great time there. I uh, want to thank you guys, all of you that came out in the chilly conditions and the wind and all of that and stuck around and watched. It was great. Uh, 
our next watch party, November 6th. I have a sneaky suspicion Event Line will be done inside for that mm. one. I'm just going to throw that out okay. there. Okay. Just going to throw it out there I to like everybody <laughs> that that might be inside. But anyways, uh, a great time. Vikings win. Not pretty, but they won. As Cousins said, a lot more fun to talk about it. And the flaws after a win as opposed to what happened last two years. We're going to get to a pie chart. Uh, life is good going into the bye week from a record standpoint. If you are a Vikings fan, life is not as good in Wisconsin. Though. And Declan, Declan teased this. He said, Judd, we got Packer vent line and it's off the charts. It is. So perhaps the only thing that was as satisfying as a win against the Dolphins on Sunday was the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets going into Lambeau Field and beating the Packers. So give us a little sampling sure. of how, how they're doing down Highway 29. Go, Pat, go! Yeah, the, I mean, the positive thing that came out of, day, out of the day is, so Vikings, let's win the game. All right, okay, all right. Wait, how do Vikings we do Okay, like, how do we hang, up, hang up on him? How do we do this? I don't know. All right. That's also not allowed. I, I'm with you there. But you. It, this isn't about the Vikings being any better than right. we thought the Vikings Man. were. This is about where the Packers are. I can't think of the last time they were at this point. I, am, I have a lot of respect for the troll job that Mark just pulled on us. Because he was on hold for over 45 minutes just to sing that like, dumbass yeah. song. Okay. As good as advertised, Dex. Yeah. That was as good. That's great. That guy, <laughs> yeah, that guy waited on hold and then trolled their, oh, my God. Uh, we have, And we have more to get to, and we'll do that later on in the show. And by the way, I loathe, yep. I always find this hilarious because Packer fans that I think either hate watch us or maybe like pseudo watch us. Say, well, you know, why are you even playing those? You know, you are, you care more about the Packers' demise than the Vikings' win. Number one, we have a whole show devoted to pissed off and bitching Vikings fans. It's our biggest show. It's our best show. That's why we do that. Two, it's fun. It's funny to hear this. If it's the inverse, well, it's just as funny. That's the whole point. It's content. Yeah. Content, baby. First of all, though, let's be very clear here. If we're being completely upfront, completely forthcoming, all right? We saw this at Surly on Sunday. Yes. Vikings fans love the Packers' misery. They they gave the Vikings' win, got a big, big old cheer, all right? Mm -hmm. But the Packers lost, arguably, a bigger cheer. And I think the fact they got done by the Jets at home absolutely no. made the fans' day, right? Zach Wilson, I never did. The Vikings' him. fans' day. Yeah. I mean, they did lose to the Jets. Now, now if you're... The Vikings, clearly you've had some bad defeats at home before as well. So I get it. But, uh, yeah, no, the Vikings fans, we try and appeal to what the what the true Vikings fan diehard wants, right? Yes. Not the Pollyanna one, but the true diehard Vikings fan. And they want Packers content when the Packers lose. There's no question about it. No, not at all, man. I get it. It's fun. Okay, let's do this. Do this? Let's let's get um, as we go into the off week now. The Vikings not playing their bye coming up on Sunday. Let's get to our strongest Vikings take, and this can go in a lot of directions right now. This is an interesting team. This is an interesting, interesting team. 
Um, strongest Vikings take. We'll start with you, Dex, as far as what going into the bye now, coming off the game yesterday, your strongest take on this team is. All right, my hottest and strongest Vikings take is this. I kind of honestly piggybacking to after what we just heard from Packers Ventline. We'll hear more from that early on. Is yep. my hottest take is the Vikings are the kings of the North. They are the new kings of the North. There is a new king in the NFC North division, and it is your 2022 Minnesota Vikings. They have now a two-game lead on the Green Bay Packers, who look absolutely dysfunctional. Um, the Vikings are still clicking. They're finding ways to win. Aaron Rodgers has been there and done that. And yeah, you can never count him out 100%, but you can tell the frustration is building there. He doesn't have the same cohesiveness that he had with his previous offense. And as of today, too, according to 538, the Vikings have a 83% chance. 83% chance to win the North. The Packers are at 14%. So it's going to have to take a monumental collapse by the Vikings and a basically running the table situation of the Packers. And just in general, now that I've seen six weeks of football, um, I know there's still been ugly and bad football, but the Vikings have still figured out ways to win five of those first six games. And what I've seen from Green Bay, too, I know I didn't watch a lot of the Jets game, but when you lose to the Jets at home, when Bailey Zappi almost daggered you at home, when you blew a game in London... Don't the, the that Patriots quarterback might be good. He could be. He, he could be putting up points on people. But this Vikings team looks like yep. the best team in the NFC North. They are in the driver's seat to win the division for the first time since 2017. And the Vikings are your kings in the NFC North. That is my hottest and strongest take after six weeks of Vikings football. Okay, that's going to dovetail into my strongest that. take. That's gonna. That's good, and it dovetails into mine really, really well because I, I think it creates a really intriguing conversation through six games here. And my strongest Vikings take is this: Yes, the good news is the Vikings are five and one. Can't take that away. Five wins, five, five and one, and six games in. Unlike, let's say, baseball is a long way in. Like we are, we are right. through a de- a decent portion. We are nearing the halfway mark. But that being said, they aren't near their peak yet on either side of the ball. Now, I guess you could say that. Well, yeah, that's not great news. I mean, they're five and one. But but here's the way that I see it: you're five and one, and you have time and room. And now a bye week to self scout for a ton of improvement, mm-hmm. and so that's where I'm. That's where I'm curious because I mean what we saw on Sunday, um, and I and I've been saying this, Dex. You know, it was my contention that in recent weeks, despite the fact that they had what were probably, I think we all could agree, especially the Lions and Bears game, um, wins that were too close for comfort, especially at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, the offense was ascending, I thought. Like, I saw improvement, and week by week I saw more and more. Now, yesterday, it sort of just came to a screeching halt. Um, 11 first downs, 3 and out 10 times. Ryan Wright, if I'm not mistaken, punted 10 times, which was a National Football League 2022 season high. Uh, so, like, there were a lot of things not to like about that game, especially, in this case, on the offensive side of the football. But you're 5-1, and one, and you, in my opinion... Uh, on both sides of the football, at least when, because uh, I think special teams aside from the one game last week has played pretty well. So you are or should be ascending. So like that's where, when you say they're kings of the north, like I get what you're saying. I don't, 
I'd like to see more from them, like more just as I think O'Connell's word, and he's right, was consistency. So I'd like to see more consistency there. But I see it as a positive that you are are winning games, and in some cases that you probably shouldn't win, and you're, you've given yourself what essentially is a three-game cushion in the division over the Packers, who you're right are struggling and don't look right, and you have a ton of room for improvement. Yeah. I see that as the positive, you know, so I'm not I'm not saying, well, this team is not playing well and it's going to catch up. Now, if they don't build on this, like I do think that improvement needs to take place because the Vikings are doing the the football thing of combining of combining a year which in they seem to be getting the good fortune they didn't get the last two years, which is again fine, but they're combining that with, you know, some breaks some fortune, and then at the right time, some big plays, which is great. Um, I feel like there needs to be an incremental now and steady climb when, when they, they come back from the bye. I, I think their first game back from the bye um, a week from this coming Sunday is mm-hmm. against the Cardinals, correct? Yep. At home. Correct. Which will give you a chance. Again, the schedule is favorable. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, my, my, my hottest take is the Vikings really aren't playing that great, and they are certainly lacking consistency. But the room for improvement and the cushion in now the lead in the division all come together to pre, to create, at least, with Kevin O'Connell in his first year, a pretty damn good opportunity. Yeah, that, that's what's so impressive is that there's a glass ceiling that still hasn't been reached yet. There, there's a ceiling. Yeah, they're not close to the ceiling. They're that's not, exactly yeah, right. It's not even that there's a glass one. It's just they're, they're still on you know level one and a half, it feels like, of, the, of this little Florida Rambler home, right? Like it, it just seems like they've still been able to figure out ways to win games. There's still been encouraging signs. The play calling's been there. Yeah, there's been a lot of three and outs. I saw our buddy Tyler Fornis tweet out that they're actually on pace to have more three and outs this season than they did last season. And I believe if yeah. memory was right, the Vikings led the NFL in three and outs. So there is some boomer bust to this offense, but it still feels more cohesive. You know, when we did the state of the offense and statistics of the last few weeks, there's just things about the personnel that I really, really like that I think are going to be encouraging more. Um, yes, the defense, I think it is what it is. You know, that they had some great pass rush yesterday. Uh, we'll have more, too, by the way, bonus statements on the Mackey and Judd edition that we'll be able to talk about from this Dolphins win as well. So there, there, there'll be more Viking statements there. But I think the defense, for what you have said, too, is is what it is. It, it's going to be maybe a defense that can get after the quarterback, but it's not going to shut down the pass. It's going to have some leaky spots. It's got some older players on the personnel side. So um, I think there's a lot of good things to be to, to be had here through the first six games. And yeah, you don't have to apologize for wins. You don't have to apologize for the fact that you know things have gotten a little hairy in the fourth quarter These these in these five wins this season for the most part. That's okay. That's totally okay. You're five and one going into the bye. And yes, cautionary tales of you know past Vikings teams that have been five and zero, like the twenty sixteen Vikings, just doesn't yes. fe- it doesn't feel the same way as that either. By the way, like that team had so many holes in the offensive line, and just yep. in general, it just didn't feel like that was going to be cohesive enough. Um, this Vikings team seems like they legitimately are one of the better teams in the NFC. The Eagles are still kings, and watching that Sunday night football game, Jalen Hurts is still proving everyone wrong, and that dude actually might win the NFL MVP. He he actually could be a, a candidate to win at least NFC Offensive Player of the Year and put himself in the conversation to be an NFL MVP. Um, But I think the Vikings are right there behind him. I think they're the second best team so far in the NFC. Now, that being said, the conference is terrible. Like, I'm not willing to, like, we're not watching good teams here. Philadelphia does, I do agree, look good. Um, But 
what I really like about it is, and, and I guess this is where I'm willing to, partially because of the unknown here too, Declan, place my faith in O'Connell, um, which is that he can get this team, because I agree with you. I agree that it feels like this team is being run pretty well. And, and look, I mean, some of the games are not turning out, like the game flow is weird. They're not t- turning out uh, or going like we expect. But, yeah, it it does feel like the breath of fresh air that, you know, go back, started in training camp. It didn't just start. Like, there's, this whole thing felt very different. It continues to feel that way, even though there are obvious and probably problematic flaws. Uh, but, yeah, you when you are in a conference that it looks overall to be this weak, you know what? Good for you. Find ways to win. All right, let's win the game this. anyways. Well, yeah, and and you know what? It also goes back to what we've talked about from day one, which is when you look at this league as a whole, there's a lot of games like yesterday's, and there's a lot of flawed football teams, and there's a lot of flawed games. The the Bills and Chiefs, just a disclaimer here, are not reflective of the National Football League product. I know you're going to be shocked to hear that. <laughs> But Mahomes v. Allen oh, God, ain't, re- ain't reflective of what this league is putting out on a Sunday-by-Sunday basis. Uh, the last two Thursday night games have been some of the worst football that you could possibly <laughs> see. So the Vikings are taking advantage. Good for them. And I think where there's a breath of fresh air here, too, Declan, is this one. The last two years were so miserable like, if O'Connell has a team like this in three years, I'd be curious if we're as optimistic about it um, because it, it will be like, well, we expected more. But the last two years were just miserable. And Kirk, by the way, God bless him. The bling was back on the plane. Don't know if you saw that. Oh, I saw it, yes. The bling was back. Um, the other thing Kirk is doing, and he's done it the last two weeks, and he's doing this, make no mistake, he is dropping some of the most beautiful breadcrumbs about Zimmer that you can possibly. He will not rip him. He won't reference him. He won't talk about him. But the quote that you played off the top of the show, yeah. you know, last year I'm thinking to myself, we're so good and we can't win a football game. And this year, I, I think I think that is all very, very passive aggressive, Kirk. And it's absolutely marvelous. Should we get to Chef Declan's? Pie chart of yes, praise. we absolutely should. Yeah, I have a pie chart of praise that I cooked up after a, a Vikings win. But Judd, I also first want to tell you about my friends at Underdog Fantasy. Oh, oh my God. The, the slips yesterday, dude. Yes, I have all the slips to show our YouTube audience here. Great nice. weekend of Underdog Fantasy from our friends here. Let, let, let's start with Joseph, who, uh, you know, a little nice five-item parlay. Uh, you know, 60 bucks. He had a $3 entry, five items. For God's sakes, he had Alan Lazard, he had Joe Burrow, he took the overs on Jamar Chase. Over, over, overs. Nice day for him. But it gets better. It gets better. Because my guy Kip here, who's come on Vikings event line before, yeah. another five-item yeah. parlay. Justin Tucker, one oh and a half gosh. field goals made. I didn't know that line was available. I would have hammered that every single time. Uh, five-item parlay here for $300. Okay. Nice little win for Kip, too. Congratulations. Mm, very but, nice uh, little win. It gets better. One oh more. Oh, my God. Kent with a thousand dollar slip. Oh. You want to play the? Should, you know, we, should we play it? Play, play, play it. Yeah, oh, yeah, play it. There we go. There you go. Kent, my oh. God. 
And Kent's not listening to my advice. He's listening to his own gut at Underdog Fantasy, which is probably the no good way listen. to go, okay? No one's probably the good way to, to go. Just join Underdog. That's right. Join Underdog with promo code SCORE, SKOR. They'll match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Show us those slips as well. It's in the YouTube comment descriptions. If uh, you haven't joined Underdog Fantasy, it helps out us two here at Score North. So join yep. us at Underdog Fantasy. Go to Underdog Fantasy. Dot com. Uh, Judd, you also started at Surly Brewing Company yesterday a chant. There was there was yes, there I was a, we heard yes, the Jets chant. We heard the Skull chant. What was yep. the other four letter chant that uh, that was being said yesterday at, at Surly Brewing Company? I got one thing to say about that. It was this Livia, 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 and that's because my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers have helped me help me drop. 40 pounds. I had a young lady come up to me yesterday and we talked some sports and then she goes, I want you to know too something. I was like, what? She goes, I dropped 30 pounds because of you. Wow. Because you told me to join Livia. And look, we're about to do the pie chart of praise, right? But let's say that you've last few weeks have been getting a piece of, of, of uh, apple pie, perhaps Mm -hmm. some ice cream. And now you looked in the mirror this morning and you're like, you know what? I need to lose some weight. I need to lose some weight. How can I do it most effectively? I'm going to tell you that is because of our friends uh, at Livia Weight Control Centers who can help you do exactly that. And if you join right now, you'll receive eight weeks for free. Imagine all the weight that you can drop in the first eight weeks. And with a new flex program, it gets even better. Fruit, pasta, and even bread now. How do you join? It's this simple. L-I-V-E-A.com. Livia.com, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, inside the state or out, because uh, we, we've had folks join from Florida, New York, California. They uh, conference in, they Zoom in, virtual consultations, that simple, Livia, L-I-V-E-A.com. That's how you do it. All right, Dex. All right, let's do this pie chart. Now on Mackie and John. You wanted better charts that you could see the fine print on. The pie chart of praise. You should be singing his praises. All right, pie chart of praise. My second pie of this season. We like to take turns here on Purple Daily Mackie and Judd to uh, do the pie chart of praise. So uh, I haven't had too many blames. Just had one pie chart of blame that to cook up, Judd. This is our fifth pie chart of praise that we have cooked up in the first yeah. six weeks of the NFL season. It's feeling All pretty right. good. I love a good pie. We're getting closer to Thanksgiving. One of my favorite holidays. We get to wrap up Thanksgiving with Vikings Patriots at home. A gift from the football gods. They just keep on giving, don't they? So, um, pie chart of praise for me. I have five slices of pie, Judd. Five slices of pie to break down down. here. Yep, get your pencil, get your pen. Judd loves to write things down. You like to write it down. Um, First piece of pie, a small chunk. You briefly mentioned this. And this guy deserves praise. Ryan Wright, you get a chunk of pie. You get a 5% yeah. chunk of pie, okay? Love it. I know he had 10 punts. He also had an 80-yard punt from his own GD end zone at one point yesterday, okay? Game ball. He was got a, a game ball. He got a game ball. This is great. Yeah. How many punters get a game ball? I might be selling Ryan, Ryan right short with 5% of a slice of a pie here, but he deserves to be on this pie, okay? I know when you punt 10 times, typically if you see if you're going to guarantee 10 punts in a game, odds of winning that game are probably pretty minimal, probably pretty small, but regardless, Ryan Wright, his special teams, it was relied upon, and Matt Daniels, who's cooked up a decent amount of special teams, will get to Greg Joseph probably in nitpicks and maybe in bonus statements on Mackey and Judd, but Ryan Wright deserves praise. 5% of the chunk of pie to the punter, the big man, Ryan Wright. That's my first piece of pie, Judd Solgate. That's an outstanding call. Yes. Absolutely on point. All right. He, He deserves it. Next 
piece of pie. Uh, second piece, I'm going to give it to Justin Jefferson at just 10%. A decent day for JJ, okay? Uh, six grabs, 107 uh, yards, 47 yards was his longest reception. Eight targets. You know, this is this is who Justin Jefferson is sometimes. Even if, though it's just six targets, he doesn't find the end zone. Still finds a way to get over 100 yards. Still finds a way to haul in a 47-yard play. Um, Justin Jefferson looking like the best wide receiver in the NFL. So I'm going to give just 10%. He deserves a, a little piece of pie here, but a small chunk. 10% to the Vikings' number one wide receiver, Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. So two pieces of pie down here. We got a 15% of this pie chart so far has been crafted from Chef Dex. And my personal expectations for this kid now, Declan, are so high. That I was that that as we watched that game, I thought he's not really doing much. <laughs> I know. I mean, and and he he had the one huge catch. But the point is, it's more of a me problem than Jefferson, right? But yeah. I'm watching the game. I'm, I'm like, man, Jefferson's really not doing much. It seems like Thielen's getting the ball, getting the ball, and then you look at the final game book, and it's like, no, Justin Jefferson did uh, plenty. Yeah, it, 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 when he has a quiet game like that, that's his quiet game. Six grabs for 107 yards. yards. Right, yeah. That's ridiculous. If that's yeah. a quiet game, that is that is a great floor for a Justin Jefferson individual performance, right? Uh, next piece of pie, I'm going to go with 20% to the quarterback, Kirk Cousins. So Kirky boy, a couple touchdowns, buck 75 through the air, not a ton of yards, 30 attempts, completed 66% of his passes. Uh, but you know what? Remain calm. Remain calm again in the fourth quarter when things got a little dicey there and it was an ugly slop fest of a football game in Miami. I don't think any of us saw the game going like that, but Kirk in past times would melt down in those situations oh, or God. maybe throw a pick that could could make things worse. He did not. He remained calm and collected. He threw a touchdown to Adam Thielen. Um, I know Dalvin Cook kind of iced the game there towards the end. He didn't actually have to throw a lot in the fourth quarter. I think just like five passing attempts. But guess what? He still was the one who was cooking up this offense. He deserves a chunk of pie here. So Kirk Cousins, for not a statistically great day, but remaining calm and delivering the Vikings his fifth win of the season. 2018 to 2021 with the Vikings. How many times does Kirk Cousins win that game? Or how, how many times is Kirk Cousins on a Vikings team, I should say, that wins that game? It feels like they, especially the last two years, always lost that game, right? Yes. Like, and, and, and you're right. Kirk would melt down. And it's interesting that Kirk and O'Connell had a couple of um, animated conversations on the sideline, but it didn't lead to meltdowns. Right. So, like, yes, it is a, uh, again, you know what? You <laughs> can take your Kirk stats and shove them. I don't care about the stats. I care about the fact that they are finding ways to to win. And if the breaks go their way, guess what, Dex? You create your breaks, too. So, yeah, because that's a game. I think I think in that first half, the last four years, uh, things just start to go wrong. The Dolphins get some points, and, the Vi- and Kirk and the Vikings don't recover. All right, and my next chunk of pie here, Judd, is a very broad piece, but it's because there's so many contributors that happen to this. That's why it's one broad piece. I'm giving 25% to the Vikings' performance in the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter of this game, on offense and on the defensive side of the ball. So, like I I just said that Kirk Cousins, I think only five passes for like 45 yards in the fourth quarter. But Dalvin Cook rips off a big run, finally, right? Like, he was having a horrible day, lacking those explosive plays. But his 47-yard run, um, or uh, 53-yard run, excuse me, was the one that iced the game, that that put the game out of reach, that put the Vikings up by double digits. 
He has a big performance. Patrick Peterson graded out very well yesterday. The Vikings defense was able to just bend and not break. Yeah, they allowed, you know, two extra touchdowns in the fourth quarter, but that's when the Vikings had the game put away. So you're playing off a little soft coverage. They didn't allow a big play to happen necessarily. I think it was a whole chunk of contributors there in the fourth quarter. That wasn't, again, the sexiest of things, but the Vikings as a team closed out the game and figured out a way to win. That's what's important. That's what. That's all I care about. Ben did not break. The stats are the stats, okay? You don't have Allen. You don't have Patrick Mahomes, okay? So how can you make this the best possible way and still figure out a way to win? So I'm going right. to give 25% to the Vikings' performance in the fourth quarter. Everyone involved there in that pot of stew. 25%. Crunch time is what you're saying. Yeah. Crunch time. Right. So so like when, when, it, when the pressure gets on you, uh, pr- probably the most intense that it can, they actually were good. Or, or they did their job. Do your Correct. job. And they I, did I, their job. I will, I will say, too, the, the fourth quarter, um, the contributors there, Kevin O'Connell falls into that group as well. I don't mean to just omit the coach yeah, because coach, oh, yeah. coaching well, has a lot to do with that. Uh, I, I believe our friend Seifert asked about, about this, and Kirk went in-depth, and O'Connell did, too. And it, that was the fact that they started to prepare for for the heat last Monday. That their training staff said... Don't we can't wait? So we we want you to, and they actually had a plan to hydrate, right? Mm-hmm. Starting Monday, and I guess because the Dolphins' sideline at that stadium is covered and the opposing sideline is exposed, I guess the difference in temperature is it's like eighty something on the Dolphin side. It's one hundred plus on the Viking side. So yes, I think the preparation. You're you're right. The Vikings were put in a position to succeed. Yep. Like they failed. They did fail some or a lot, but they were put in a position ultimately, I think to what you're saying is come through at crunch time and at least give themselves the best opportunity possible. And this is so this is the difference though in close games too. Cuz I think we we perceive it all as luck, right? Like last year the Vikings didn't get lucky and this year they're getting lucky. Uh but as Parcells has said and told Mike Zimmer year after year after year, you are what your record is. And you have to look at that. Why is your record that? Like, why were you losing? Because I will not go back and say, well, the 2021 Vikings were good. They just got bad luck. No, they set themselves up to fail. Why and how? The 2022 team with O'Connell is setting themselves up between the margins to succeed. So to me, to me, there's a big difference that goes well beyond luck. Because in my opinion, you create your fortune through preparation. All right, man. One last chunk of pie here, my pie chart of praise. I've given you four pieces, and there's a, probably a big chunk. If you're Benilde St. Margaret Math, can't figure out that I have a big chunk of pie still missing I, here. I hope done. I know where it's going, because okay. I think I know where it's going. 40% of the final chunk of pie to the Vikings defensive line. A humongous yep. monster yep. day for the Vikings defensive line. Yesterday, Judd, we're getting numbers here as, as things pull in. We're recording this on a Monday morning around 930 Central Time. Yesterday, Zadarius Smith recorded 11 total pressures against the Dolphins, the second most of any player in a game this season. Zadarius Smith, even when limited this season sometimes, because he was battling that knee injury going into the London game, only like 25% of snaps, still figured out ways to get pressure on, right? Yesterday was no different, too. Um, he had a monster day, and Zadarius Smith and both Daniil Hunter kind of showed up big time. Two sacks for Zadarius, two sacks for Patrick Jones. Um, yep. Jordan Hicks even got in there a little bit. Daniil Hunter had a sack yesterday. You're starting to see, I think, those two monsters, and those are the, those are the two most important pieces on this Vikings defense. If those two guys aren't playing up to par, 
then this Vikings defense is going to be an absolute sieve. It's going to be one of the worst in the league. But now I think we're starting to see both those guys get a lot more comfortable and a lot more schemed in the most appropriate ways, even though the defensive line is not the one that's scoring all the points and it's not the offense because that's the new fun thing in the NFL. The Vikings defensive line made life hell on Skylar Thompson. They made life hell on Teddy Bridgewater. 40% of the chunk of pie, my final chart of pie chart of praise to the Vikings defensive line. So five pieces of pie for today in the Vikings win over the Dolphins. 5% to Ryan Wright. 10% to Justin Jefferson. 20% to Kirk Cousins. 25% to the Vikings' fourth quarter performance. And 40% to the Vikings' defensive line. The naysayers will come back at Declan Goff and say, yeah, but look at who the Dolphins were missing. Tackle problems. And their and their tight end was out, so they couldn't block. But again, here's what I say. You were prepared you could argue, you could make a pretty good, coherent argument that depth-wise, uh, the illness loss on Sunday of, of DJ Wanham not playing was a big loss. He's played well. Mm-hmm. He didn't play. Patrick Jones, who I've liked for a long time, and I was told a year ago uh, in, in the rookie camps and the off-season camps that this kid was good. He looked the part. He had two sacks. He deserves more playing time. Um Here's a next-gen stat oh, off the Vikings pressure. And, and you know, let's just make something very clear here. There is, there is a lot that we can obviously from this game find to nitpick, and we will shortly. But there also has been a call from all of us to say, where's the pressure? Where's Daniil? Where's the pressure, right? Come on, Ed Donatel, put some bleeping pressure on Next-gen stats from Sunday. The Vikings' defense generated 25 pressures in Week 6. Their most in a game since Week 11, 2016, which I believe was against the Cardinals. Zadarius Smith, according to this, led the team with 10 pressures. Dex saw 11 and has generated the fourth-highest pressure rate, 17.3% this season, minimum 100 rushing attempts. So so the fact here is, for all of the things that we can nitpick or the things that, that we can say, well, the Vikings got fortunate, that pressure, I don't care who's playing right. against them, that pressure was legit. Yes. That was no fluke, and it came in the heat. And if you look at the snap counts, those big guys who I thought would tire out, you're right, they had a ton of snaps. And look, the Dolphins are without, I think, both their starting tackles, but good Good. Like, I, well, I, yeah. there, there's no, there, there's no. Well, you know, the Dolphins didn't have you. They're starting tackle. Good. Go lose, after them. Yes. Now, if you lose, you say, "What the hell happened?" Yeah, exactly. But, but, but that, yeah, yes. That's the good thing that the Vikings defense still was able to get after two tackles that were out and and put pressure on the second and third string quarterbacks, respectively. Good on the Vikings defense there. They deserve the biggest chunk of praise. All right, Declan Goff, fine work, and I love I love your finish there. The forty five percent is absolutely correct, and and yes, the the amount of pressure put first on Skylar Thompson, who I think got his thumb basically bloodied and then had to leave, and then poor Teddy. Um, let's just get to that quick too, though, Dex, because you're a big fan, and we saw we saw people in their Vikings garb at Surly yesterday with yeah. still number five jerseys on. Yeah, um, I'm gonna tell you this right now and i know he's a backup now so i know that there's no threat that oh my god he's going to start for a team uh but he still has to play at times and i know he threw for a bunch of yards okay so i get all of that statistically again hey look at teddy stats um it's at times painful to watch for me now teddy 
I'm not sure how you feel about it. Uh, and I was never like a huge fan, but there was something there. Uh, but all of the fans now who, who said, well, he can't throw, he's got no, no arm and stuff. I mean, now he really can't throw much. Um, I felt bad for him at times too, because he was, you know, he, he came out of concussion protocol on like Wednesday yep. and he got hammered a bunch. Uh, it was a little bit painful for me to watch a kid who at one time was going to be the quarterback here for a long time. Yeah. I mean, He's clearly morphed into a very reliable backup quarterback. He's probably going to play a long time. Good for him. Um, yeah, he's not, you know, the franchise guy. He really isn't. He's bounced around now, and I would, I would still love him to be my backup quarterback. You know, I, I think even you know if he was cleared and was practicing all week and wasn't hurt, you know, that game is probably a lot closer than it was yesterday. He still threw for a decent amount of yards. He was able to come off the bench. I mean, that's all I could ask for from your backup quarterback when he comes in like yeah. that. And performs like he did, you know. I, I didn't yeah. think it was a horrible performance, um, but he's a backup. He's a backup QB. That's a reliable guy. And I mean, it's still on the big what if of what could possibly have happened if he never got hurt. It's right up there with a lot of Minnesota sports lore of what if stories. Um, but yeah, he's he's a backup. He's a backup quarterback. I, I'll still always love him. There's always a soft spot in my heart for Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, but yeah, he's he's not the you know QB that I think everyone makes him out to be, including myself. I think Skylar Thompson going out was actually a huge break because he, he could drive the ball to, to go true football here. He could drive the ball down the field. Uh, Teddy really can't. And so I think it really helped because there are, again, to talk about the flaws, there are some flaws in that Vikings pass de- defense, which uh, segues perfectly into nitpicks. And nitpicks is sponsored by our friends at Finch Home Solutions. Cody, I'm guessing tuned in yesterday watching that game Cody Finch loves the Vikings he's like you he's a big Vikings fan but you know what else he likes he likes to protect your house and if you have any electrical problems electronic problems in your house uh it could be smoke detectors it could be outlets it could be a ton of things that a guy like Judd Zolgad has no idea how to fix and can barely remember that they exist in his house until they don't work Cody He's an expert, as as are his uh, uh, cohorts at Finch Home Solutions. They can take care of everything from faulty outlets to flickering lights to installing or repairing electrical panels. Right now, offering a free home safety inspection to all Purple Daily fans as well. That's right. Check them out, finchhomesolutions.com, 612-357-2604, 612-357-2604, finchhomesolutions.com. Anything that you need done in your house, remember, don't DIY it when it comes to this stuff. You don't want to burn your house down. Finch Home Solutions. All right, Declan Goff, do you want to start us off in the nitpicks territory of this episode? Yeah, let's. Um, I'm actually going to go here because I think I know you're, where you will go with your nitpick. Um, I'm, I'm just kind of sick of Jordan Hicks. Uh, the, the guy looks slow. He gets gashed on a lot of open field areas. Yes, he put down um, Skylar Tom, or Teddy yesterday for a sack, and that's good for him. But he's just a slow linebacker. He, he's not as fast. And Brian Osamoah, who's a rookie, and they don't want to just give him the entire keys to the car. Um, my nitpick is you have a very slow aging linebacker there that teams are going to start to really expose upon, I think, going forward. He can rack up tackles. Everyone can get tackles. I, I don't really look at that as like, oh, wow, he had this many tackles with the Cardinals last year, and he leads the Vikings in tackles this year. 
my nitpick is you have a very slow aging linebacker that I think is going to be very is going to be targeted a lot because linebackers are now responsible for so much more in the football field than they were like ten years ago. So I think my nitpick for me at least one of them uh, is Jordan Hicks. I just they they got to figure out ways to get Brian Osmore just get more speed on the field there. So that's an in- interesting one because yeah, I, I thought Hicks actually, and I have not seen the PFF grade yet. I thought he actually showed up in a positive way more e- yesterday in some ways, but you're not wrong. Uh, so, so our buddy uh, Thor of the of the Before We Die podcast with J- Jesse Pierce, which I believe is that going to record today or tomorrow, Dex? When when does that? Record? That will record today. Yes, that is on every Monday. So yeah, check that out at the Score North channels. But um, he mentioned the fact that Asamoa who we really like and, and has been great on special teams and is fearless uh, that his weakness is against the pass as well. So like you bring up a question, I'm curious how they're going to solve, which is, and yes, you can give up passing yards. I get that. Okay. Um, But without the help of the officials, the dolphins go on what I think is unquestionably a scoring drive, except they took what three consecutive penalties on a lengthy drive in the first half. And I believe it was five total in that drive. So they sabotaged themselves, but they were certainly making some progress, and a lot of it was through the air. So among the things that I think that the bye week is really going to give uh, Ed Donatel, Kevin O'Connell, and the defensive side of the ball folks time to look at is that. Like, how do you get more creative? How do you find a way that you don't consistently, especially against quarterbacks who are mobile and can throw the football, get yards? Um I don't love I don't consistently love what Kyler Murray has become, but he can get hot and he can definitely cause problems. So so like what what is your answer to Kyler Murray when you come back from the bye going to be? And yeah, Hicks uh Hicks is a Hicks is a veteran guy. Like there's not a lot more there. Right. I don't think that there's like, oh my goodness gracious, he's gonna really come around. So I'm with you. Uh, it's a concern. There are a lot of concerns. That's the interesting thing. Again, you're five and one, but there are a lot of concerns, including this one. Uh, it's time to talk about my guy. I got a lot of guys. It's uh, I know where you're going to go. It's not Johnny Mutt. Time to talk about G Money. If you are saying right now, Judd, who's G Money? What the hell are you talking about, old man? Are you trying to sound hip? That is what uh, special teams coordinator Matt Daniels calls kicker Greg Joseph. Uh, unfortunately, it's been G Missy, not G Missy oh money, because he's been missing far too many field goals. Um, he missed another extra point. He's now missed two in the past three games, and I get it's going to happen. But um, he has missed four, four or five. Although he did hit a, I think what thirty fourth. 36-yard field goal on Sunday. He's missed four or five throughout the season, though, from 50-plus. Uh, you know, he had, and we talked about this extensively, a great camp. We also talked about the fact that O'Connell, who has not said a cross word, and I don't think he's given a cross look to Joseph at this point, would be a very different influence on Greg Joseph than Zimmer was, which was going to be good. But Declan, I don't think I can look past the fact that um, I think a lot of what we thought that we were going to get from Joseph, we haven't gotten. And that extra point miss, as we all saw, was potentially enormous. Now, now they got a two-point conversion after to make up for it, but that doesn't make up for the fact that on the road in a game in which you were really, you needed everything that you could do right because you didn't do a lot right. 
You needed everything that you could do right to go your way. That extra point miss is an enormous miss. And I got to tell you right now, I'm a little bit concerned about Greg Joseph. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate because the last thing Vikings fans want to hear is a kicker that isn't reliable or a kicker that isn't been consistent this season. And yeah. now the Vikings are 5-1. and one. So I'm, I talked about this with Realistic Randy, too, I think last week. And we'll, we'll record another episode, obviously, today as well, that when you're 5-1, and one, I'm not going to get too down the dumps over the kicker. But it is now starting to cross the panic meter of, I don't really trust him to make a big-time kick here. Now, they've asked right. him to kick a lot of 50-yarders. I don't agree with that. I just don't think you need to be doing that as much if he can't consistently make them. you got to make your kicks from inside 40 yards. And, you know, extra points, for God's sakes, dude, it's it's just an extra point. This is where I agree with Zimmer. Like, just can we eradicate kickers and just pull pull a blitz football and just put X and just take the extra point? No, um, no, I, they, they moved it back on purpose. Yeah, I know. It's harder now. I loathe that, and I don't like it. But, uh, they, but they wanted to do that. But I, I I'm I get it. It's he's he's definitely crossed the threshold of uh, this could be an issue, and maybe the self scouting uh, week will also be beneficial to Greg Joseph and the special teams. Here's my here's my problem with Joseph's struggles. Okay, uh, twofold. One is O'Connell very made it very clear that his big leg was a big deal. Okay, so so the head coach fundamentally disagrees with what you're saying. Like if he had said, you know what, G money is money from forty five in, right? And like we don't need his big leg. We're not going to worry about those. But coaches can't do that now. And I think the fact that O'Connell sang his praises for he's got a big leg makes it a concern because I feel like he's going to be put in positions more and more to try and make 50-plus yard field goals, which, you know what, if you can't, that's a problem. But the other thing is the Vikings have been have been very opportunistic about taking advantage of the fortune and things that have gone their way, and that's translated to wins. I feel like a struggling kicker is tempting fate. I hate to say this, but wouldn't you hate to get to a huge game late in the season or, God forbid, the playoffs, and now fate comes back and gets your butt? Yes. So that's my thing about Joseph is kickers, uh, if you're just like, oh, it'll be fine, it'll be fine, it might be fine. I'm just saying kickers feel like they're tempting fate. We have been. Like if you just watch it and and are like, they're 5-1, and it's fine. I guess I struggle with with that a bit. I'm not calling for a change. I'm just saying you got to be very aware of what we're seeing unfolding. We have been down that road before, and that's where, you know, as Vikings fans, it's just a little concerning. A little concerning watching a kicker uh, not make his kicks. Not make his kicks. Uh, Judd, before we wrap on Purple Daily, we do have some more Packer event line. But you got another nitpick? I got one more nitpick. And then then let's unload, okay? (laughs) Uh, Here's my last one. And it's one I don't get, and it's something that can be fixed, but it's a nitpick. What's up with Dalvin Cook's lack of involvement in the passing game? Yeah, it's weird. I don't get that one. One catch for six yards. Yeah. Um, you know, I would think, I really thought that that the they were going to, and I'm not saying that he's going to get a ton of chances, but one catch, for, one catch for six yards seems very, very underwhelming and surprising. Uh, I guess the nitpick is not on Cook here. The nitpick is on the coaching staff and O'Connell, and I mean, this is the type of thing this week that could easily get fixed, and he he could have three or four uh, potential catches against the Cardinals, but I didn't see this coming. I really thought that Cook's ability, and he can catch the ball, I really thought that that ability would be showcased more, and it hasn't been. 
Yeah, it's just not. It's strange because they're doing a lot of like tight end screens, like they, they and they're even yeah. wide receiver screens, and they've kind of abandoned a lot of 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 just traditional running back screens. It seems like they they do all these plays with Irv Smith or even Justin Jefferson and figuring out ways to get balls in their play, which I like getting the getting the football in playmakers' hands. But it just seems like that's a that's something that is just not making sense that they're not getting ways for Dalvin Cook to get more touches with with the receiving side. It is a little mind boggling to me. Two words for you. Wheel route. Wheel route. Wheel route. There you go. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Okay, so we are pleased. Vikings go into their uh, bye week at 5-1. And And, um, in Wisconsin, I don't think they're as happy this morning as we are. No, they are not, unfortunately. So this is uh, another great edition of Packer Ventline, courtesy of our friends in Wisconsin. And Randall Cobb was a mediocre player to begin with. That, that doesn't happen. The defense doesn't carry NL teams anymore. That's not, you have to scheme. You have to be a guy. You've got to be McVay or Shanahan. And guess what? LaFleur is not McVay or Shanahan. He is not going to produce the kind of offense that's needed to get. And Rodgers is going to, Rodgers oh. is going to be stubborn till the end. He'll probably get hurt, to be honest with you. That's probably how it's going to end. You know, the best part, I consider that to be measured. Like for where this t- team is, that's all probably incredibly fair. Yeah. That's all probably incredibly fair at three and three. I I would have expected far more vitriol from every caller into that show when you lose to the Jets at home. Couple more here from our friends at six twenty WTMJ in Wisconsin. Are they going to have a losing record? Yes or no? They're going to. What do you mean? Yes, they're going to have a, a winning record. Okay. Nine and eight, ten and seven. I don't know what Paul's on, but uh, what do you think? What do you think something. their record is going to be? They're going to turn it around. There's, there's going to be some real tough. What do you believe their around. record is going to be? I'll, I'll still stick to. I mean, I have to stick to my record. I'm not going to adjust it. Fine. 13 well, and four. Thirteen and four. Oh, so they're no. Oh, they're going to okay. go eleven oh. and one the rest All of the right. That dude didn't sound nearly drunk enough to make the prediction he just made. No, no. So he's... he thinks they're going to lose one more game all season long, despite the fact, like, I could see them going on a run of some sure. sort. They ain't going to only lose one more game. Oh, my God. All right, one more here from Packer Ventley. This is glorious. Oh, my gosh. Go, Pat, go! And that's why we fired Mark uh, McCarthy, right? That's why we fired him. And look at what he's doing with Cooper Rush, all right? So let's, who is it? Is it Aaron Rodgers? Is he running it? Where's the leadership? I mean, Aaron Rodgers is an outstanding Jay Cutler. Oh, my God. How, how the turntables have turned in, in Green Bay because they hate the Chicago Bears, and all of a sudden uh, Aaron Rodgers, the, you know, statistically one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time who has succeeded. Brett Favre, also one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, is actually just a little more prettied-up Jay Cutler. Oh, my God. Didn't they win the last three years? Didn't they win 13, 13, and 14 games? Yeah, they've been, yeah, they've been right there. And now he's Jay Cutler? Jay Cutler. <laughs> 
Unbelievable. I love it. Unbelievable. All right, Declan, wrap it up. Oh, my gosh. All right, hit the subscribe button for Daily Minnesota Vikings (laughs) Entertainment. This is Purple Daily, where we want to see the Vikings uh, win a Super Bowl before we die. Realistic Randy Rance also dropping later this afternoon before we die with Jesse Pierce, Thor Nystrom, and Ross Brendel as well. So a packed victory Monday, the fifth victory Monday on this program. And just one thing, Ross, don't screw it up this week. Yeah, we heard some things behind the scenes. Ross, don't screw it up this week. Do your job. Our friend Jesse Pierce uh, told us a little bit of some scripted plays were messed up there from uh, from QB1 and Ross. So actually, I'm just going to stop right there. Hit the subscribe button. Daily Minnesota Vikings Entertainment. We'll be back on Tuesday. Hi, this is Daniel Rue from the Real GM Radio Podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start to the Major League Baseball season, plus live betting, esports and scores. And it's the best spot for all of your scores, podcasts and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action at BetOnline, where the game starts. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. How long does it take to tackle a home project? With Angie, you could cross it off your list before this ad is over. Just tell us what you need. Indoor or outdoor, repair or redesign. And we handle the rest. Sending a top pro to get it done. You don't have to lift a finger, except to tap the screen or click the mouse. Plus, Angie is free to use. So bring us your next home project and we'll bring it home. Download the app or go to Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com to get started. So you're in the garage working on your car, and you need the valves you bought last week. You look in the cabinets and on the shelves, but the parts are never in the right place. eBay Motors has the car parts you need. Over 122 million of them, all in one place, and all at the right prices. Find parts for everything from your classic coupe to your brand new truck at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. (laughs) Yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC.